This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. Here in episode 29 of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harrima and Pastor Ryan Bibb close out the Dangerous Prayers series by unpacking more what Pastor Ryan shared the previous Sunday. And the fifth and final Dangerous Prayer is Search Me. Here's Josh and Ryan. Well, hello, hey there, and how are you? It's Pastor Josh Harrima here for another episode of Radiant Reflections. This is episode 29. I'm here once again with my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. Morning. How's it going? Going well. It's going well. It's Monday. It's Monday, but it's all, almost September, which means falls right around the corner, which is my favorite time of the year. It's actually, it's it's a little bit depressing. I oh. loaded my kids up in the van to go to school this morning, and I was like, it's cold. I oh, hate this. Oh, man. You're crazy. You live in I the wrong it. state. I, I, you know what? I have said that for almost my entire life. I said, why do I, why do, I do this to myself? Yeah, but here you still are. Here I still am. Yeah, no plans to leave anytime soon. So... I'll just keep griping, I guess. But So we just wrapped up uh, a series, Dangerous Prayers. Well, yesterday was episode five in that series, and you talked about the last Dangerous Prayer. For those that haven't caught the message yet, what Dangerous Prayer did they uh, miss out on? Uh, it was kind of a four-parter in a sense, uh, but it was really the idea of, of search me, God. Search me, God. It's a four-part, and we'll, get, we'll dig into that a little bit. Because I, I do think we should dig into some of those those different four. Sure. You, know, you hit on them a little bit yesterday in the message, which if you uh, haven't heard that message, you can go to our YouTube channel. You can go to the radiantlife.church slash media. You can catch all our messages there. Uh, but we'll dig into it a little bit here as well. But search me. So it's maybe a different type of search. Right? But have you ever lost anything that you've <laughs> had to search for? Who hasn't lost something? I don't know. I, I mean, I've lost stuff, but... We'll see. We all lost something, right? But, but, like, do you have something that you lose often? Often? No. But I've lost, like... Okay, yeah. Recently, I have lost my wallet several times recently. Like, I don't know if it's lost or misplaced, but, like, the other day, like, I couldn't find my wallet anywhere. It was just, it was just last week. I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked in the van, the car. I looked all over my house. I looked at what I wore the previous day, looked through my bags. I could not find it anywhere. And uh, the last place I remember having it was in someone else's van. So we checked that van. It's not there. It's like, where the heck is this thing? Oh, then I found it in my office on the floor. So I must've had it on me when I got out, out of my office seat. It must've fallen on the floor and I didn't know it. I was at the coffee shop the other day and I was, I was sitting there and I was meeting with somebody and Somebody came up behind me and like, hey, like, your wallet fell out of your pocket. I was like, what? And there, sure enough, there it was laying on the floor in the coffee shop. So I was glad they told me that or I probably would have You would have gotten up, away. left. That would have oh, been, yeah. been a bad day. Yeah, I, I've left. I've thought I lost my phone. I remember going to Starbucks up in Grand Rapids and I had used the restroom. And then I got in my van and was going to my meeting. And I was like, I don't have my phone anywhere where is it and so you panic a little bit because i had like the phone the iphone wallet combo and i'm like oh no like 
cards are in there, my credit card, like... So if you lost it, you lost everything. Yeah, like my bank card's in there, my ID's in there. I started freaking out. And so I was like, I know I paid at Starbucks. It had to have been from Starbucks to where my meeting was. I went back to Starbucks and I found it in the restroom on the toilet paper dispenser. (laughs) There it was, still sitting there with everything. So I was like, thank you, Lord. I don't think anyone else went in here or anything like it was just yeah so my my wife whom i love dearly but she loses her phone more than anybody else in the world like the number of times i mean she has an iphone so she uses the you know like find my iphone yeah like the number of times she's had to do that is insane yeah so if you have an apple watch you can um just bing it or ding it whatever it is and it chimes and it's an, an annoying noise that your phone will just give off but you'll find it anywhere. It's awesome. As long as it's within here. Yes. We, we've had you'll pull, hear it. Like, when that thing is going like, off, you'll it, We've had a times where like, she's got to pull it up, and then it gives you like the GPS, and it leads you to your phone. Oh, yeah. And I did that one time. I, 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 would, I took the trash out. Talking about we're searching for lost things. I took the trash out, and I did not realize, but I had my phone in my hand with the trash, and I had thrown, it in, thrown the trash bag into the trash, but I let go of my phone too and I didn't know it. And I took my um, trash out to the road and I went upstairs. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was panicking again, like, where'd my phone go? So I got on my iPad, did my thing and I got really detailed and I walked out and realized it was at the end of my driveway in in my dump, in my (laughs) trash can. Yep. Fortunately, you caught that before. Yeah, that would have been a a bad next morning when the garbage is taken out. Like, I can't find my phone, and find my phone keeps telling me that it's yeah. moving. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so different type of searching. This prayer, Lord, search me. Uh, and I think I've asked this for several of these episodes, but what makes this a dangerous prayer? Well, what, one of the big things is um, a lot of times we know what's actually in our heart, but we don't want it actually to get revealed or actually be fully consciously aware of what's in there. Because we looked at the Proverbs that, or uh, the prophet Jeremiah, when he says the most deceitful thing is the heart. It's, um, it's wicked. And so you look at that and you're, learning, you're like, oh, man, that's dangerous. What is actually lying in there? That, you know, because sometimes we're, we're so good as human beings that we suppress things, we hide things, we cover them up. And sometimes we don't want to see that. Hey, I know that there's ugliness in there and I don't like it, so I don't want it to rise to the surface. So what makes it a dangerous prayer is now you're asking God, okay, uncover these things. Search what's in my heart and reveal them to me. Uh, That can be scary what God reveals. Um, There's beauty in the scariness because now it's like, okay, as you reveal these things, get it out of my life so I can look like your son, Jesus Christ, in this world. So do you think that a lot of us live in a sense, quite happily in ignorance. You know, there's that saying, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you know, I don't want to know all of the garbage in my own heart, so I'm much happier and content if I, <laughs> if I don't. You know, I mean, at least seemingly so. Yeah. You know. Oh, I absolutely. We live into that. Live into that. Absolutely, we live into that. You know, I mean, do you, <laughs> we want to focus on the good, not the bad. And so sometimes when you sit there and go, ignorance is bliss. Well, I, I know it's in there, but I don't have to pay attention to it. Or I don't have to work on it. Or I don't have to invite God to reveal it to me. I, I already know it's there type thing. But it's like, you know, there's a, there's a restaurant in America that uses like the lowest grade possible beef. Um, and we all 
eat it. <laughs> and so, I mean, and part of this lowest grade possible beef for human consumption in America is that you can have so much filler of like worms in the beef. Yet we say ignorance is bliss and we all still go through that drive through and eat and consume <laughs> that stuff. Okay, filler is worms. Like, like the cow had worms, or they're like, you know what? We got to get me some earthworms and chuck that in the mix. Are you asking me that question? I am. I didn't know if you. Yeah, it's literally. It's like grounded up worms in the beef. It's like the lowest grade possible. So, like, for human consumption in America, the USDA does that, and so it's just the lowest grade possible, which allows a certain percentage of whatever this extra stuff to be in the meat. And I forgot how many like earthworms, if you constantly eat this, how many earthworms you would consume in a year if you went through this drive through like once a week or something. It's like, it's staggering. Y'all can do your own research on that. There We're not going to get into that. <laughs> I'm not even going to name That's, the restaurant. There you go. That's a different type of search. You go to Google and you type but in. It's uh, the, yeah. It's the <laughs> idea of ignorance though. Like I don't really want to know. Right. I don't, I don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. So when we when we use this prayer, Lord, search my heart, is that kind of like we're giving God permission? Or, you know, does what does it mean for God to search our heart? Because it, it, does he not know the things in our heart? Is he going to have to, like, get through there with his fine-tooth comb and his magnifying glass? And He may. Right. <laughs> Depends on how much stuff you got in there, right? How much junk he's got to wade through. Are you, yeah. are you a heart hoarder? You know, he's got to wade through 57, you know. But it, it is, it is, it's a permission giving with the right attitude and posture of I'll surrender to what you show me. Like that, that's, that's the, that's the deal right there in this prayer. I think it's, it's the posture that God I'm surrendering. I'm ready to actually see what's inside. I mean, God knows what's in there, right? Like, like he does. But the problem is um, we not, sometimes we may not be fully aware of what's inside, but it's taking the posture to say, I'll surrender what you show me. I want to look like your son, Jesus. We're called to be followers of you, Jesus. And there are things in my heart that does not look like you. You got to reveal those things. Show me them. Search my heart. Come in, search. I'm going to take the posture of surrender and I'm going to hear from you. That's why, back up a week. That's why we said we backed up and we did the dangerous prayer last week, the previous week on speak to me. Because you got to have that posture of speaking and then search. So I'm, I'm willing to, as you search to hear from you. So speak to me as you search. So that's why I said they, those two prayers kind of went hand in hand together. That's why we did like, you can view that as like, that's part A and this was the part B now. Which I mean, really all of them kind of, they play well together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you could rearrange it and mm-hmm. yeah, they all yeah. play well together. So you broke this one up though into four different kind of sub prayers. Mm-hmm. Right. So for those that haven't heard the message yet, like what are those four sub prayers that you did? And this is that moment that like I better know those four, right? Because I just still Well, I have <laughs> I know I, them though. I know them okay. though. But it's funny, like, uh oh, I'm gonna look really bad right now if I don't know my own four. Well, I was gonna say, otherwise in my notes I ha- I have them down. Uh, so so if you so. need I can I can turn my computer and you can <laughs> Um yeah, the four was uh, search my heart, reveal my fears. Uncover my sins, lead me to Jesus. 
So let's let's just walk through this a little bit. And again, you did this uh, to a certain extent on the message, but I want to if there's if there's anything uh, you wanted to add to those, I want to take time here. So is the search my heart? Is that more of the, just kind of that preparatory step yeah. of of entering into that posture of of yeah. being ready for God to reveal to us the other three things? Yes, in, in a sense. Yes. Right. So that's yeah. yeah. Because again, it, it goes back to Jeremiah, your heart deceiving and, and the lot, the most common lie we believe is the ones we tell ourselves. So we have to, it's the permission, it's the posture of getting ready. Okay, God, search my heart. Here we go. This is the buckle up, if you will, right? <laughs> That's the buckle up portion of the prayer. I'm giving you permission. Now come, because I have the posture of listening. Okay. So then part two, reveal my fears. Now, do you think, I mean, and I don't want to, like, get too, like, mystical, maybe mystical listener, but, I mean, do you think there's a, there's intention, because you base this, uh, these four prayers on what we see in Psalm 139, 23, and 24, uh, do you think there's intentionality, you know, of, of uh, you know, David as he writes this, or, I mean, the Holy Spirit as he guides the writing of this, in this, you know, hey, search my heart, preparatory stage, Reveal my fears. Is that is it important that that is the next one in order? Again, I don't want to get too all Da Vinci Code on stuff here, but you know, I don't want to read things into the text that aren't there. But do, do you think there's a? And I'm totally throat. This this wasn't in the script that I sent you. So <laughs> that's why I just gave you like what what? <laughs> do you what, think what there's you a? Because this is we're just we're riffing it. We're riffing. Um, is this the next logical step? You know, I, I mean, now that you now that you say that, I'm sitting back and trying to think. I, I, possibly, possibly, I don't want to throw all my my chips into there and say absolutely. I think possibly because here's one of the things that has just dawned on me: reveal my fears. I can be fearful of already what you're going to say, God. So reveal so I can continue to have the posture to receive what you're going to say to me. So it could be that. Um, you know, Psalm, Psalm 139.23, the first two, right? Because search me, God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. Where is their fear? Where is their anxiety? Where is their worry? Because a lot of it would be, honestly, if we're truthful, and we go into this dangerous prayer together and we say these things, man, I think I was pretty transparent on Sunday when I even said this. Is I was scared to say it. And I knew it, but I knew I had to say it, say this prayer, because I was dealing with a critical spirit at the time, and God needed to show me that. And so I, I think there is a lot of my fear was I'm not, I don't know, my own personal, um, my own personal story in this prayer is that I, I, my fear was what God was going to reveal, because I, I, I don't sometimes want to know that. <laughs> like You don't want the Holy Spirit to tell you that you're a critical person. <laughs> it hurts sometimes. It hurts in a loving way, though. But I needed to, and so I had to work through, okay, I had to get the courage to say the prayer to begin with. And then we, I said the quote on Sunday, uh, Pastor Greg Rosell, you know, if you got the courage to pray it, now you got to have the courage to live out what God reveals to you. And so, yeah, there's, there's fear. So I think there is a logical step. There can be a very logical step, except, especially for those that may struggle with this prayer and you're fearful of what God will reveal, what's actually in your heart. 
Which you also tied the idea of fears into, and I'm trying to remember you. You had like a you had a line. I didn't write it down in my notes though, so that's that's on me. But it was it it, it was this idea of fear and our biggest fears reveal you know essentially where the, we trust God the least. Where we trust God the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Un, unpack that a little bit. Like, I mean, like in like in really practical terms, what does that mean? So let's say let's say somebody somebody's listening and they're saying, "Okay, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to pray, Lord, reveal my fears," mm-hmm. and they show, "Hey, like, what are some fears that that God might reveal?" Mm-hmm. But then also, how is that a lack of trust? Sure. So, you know, uh, <laughs> the one thing is we're not talking about fear of the spiders and snakes. Uh, we're talking about real fear. So we're talking about fear. I played out an example of, I'm so fearful for my kid's safety. All right, I'm not going to say anything about wearing bike helmets while you're... <laughs> I had to that preface is, that because this that is, is not it. against a, a Josh <laughs> thing right now. I'm, I'm saying this. Like, we can get so fearful that we overprotect our kids. It's out there in this world. We over... Some overly protect, but it's almost in that sense of... We're doing it out of our own efforts instead of trusting God that, you know what, I will do my best, but it's in your hands. And so many times we become overly protective, that we become overly fearful and worry, and it's causing stress and anxiety in our lives. And there's only so much we can do where we got to step back and say, God, is this your will? Is, am I doing the best parenting that you're asking me to do? Or am I overstepping things that is causing me fear where I have to trust you also in this process of keeping my kids safe or, or whatever it may be. Um, you can go to your marriage. You know, you could absolutely be trying all your effort. I think that's the key is when you are relying on your own efforts and not the effort of God and Holy Spirit in your life, that's where we're wrong. And those things can become idols eventually in our lives. And so I think fear and that can also play out in idols. That's what I... I don't know. This God's been showing me these things. I really think those play hand in hand a lot of, of the things that we're fearful. Like if you're so fearful of kids, I think kids can be an idol in your life. You're so fearful of like the job. Maybe your job's an idol in your life. You're so fearful of, you name it. I mean, finances, don't get me wrong. Like that's super important. We got to have the B word. You got a budget, right? You got to have that kind of stuff and talk finances, but you're so overlooked and you're consumed by it. It becomes an idol. And so that's what I mean. The practicality of you're just, you're relying on your own efforts and not the Holy Spirit efforts in your life in those moments. And there's a fine balance between the two. And I think, you know, in during COVID, which again, for those of you that are listening, this isn't we're still kind of in the in the mess that is COVID nineteen here in two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. um, you know. But early on, you saw people like running out and hoarding. You know, I mean, you'd go to the stores and the shelves are bare. I mean, so that could be a fear, like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to have enough. Yeah. When I mean, we have scripture, which I mean, it's been abused and misused. But I mean, we have scripture that talks about it. like if we pursue God, if we pursue His kingdom, He will take care of our basic needs. Right. Right, but you have it, so there could be a fear where it's a, a lack of trust that God will actually follow through with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you nailed it. We saw it at the beginning of COVID that, like, I never, honestly, I never thought in my lifetime I would walk into grocery stores and see empty shelves, at least not here in America. Right. Never thought. And it hit March and April 
you saw empty shelves. And it was shocking to us. And, and there was that mindset of hoarding, which I don't, I don't, I, I, I couldn't grasp. I still don't grasp why toilet paper. Like that will always be, unless someone please email in the church to tell us why toilet paper was the one hoarding. I look around, never mind, I won't go there, but um, I was like, there's a lot of leaves out there that can be used, but. Garden hose, bro. <laughs> I mean, toilet paper. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's it, just the fine balance of that fear and trust. And you got to know where that is, but you'll know when you begin to pray, search me, reveal these things. Wow, I realize I am doing everything on my own effort and not trusting in you, God, in these moments. Now, God did offer us wisdom and give us wisdom to make discerning decisions and stuff, and we get that. But there's also, I'm trusting you. I'm doing the best that I can, that I feel like Holy Spirit's convicting me on, and I'm going to trust in you, God, with the rest. So I pray this prayer. God reveals to me some of my fears. What do I do? I then now just magically not have those fears. Yeah, they just like, disappear. How do you, <laughs> awesome. Poof. I like I like that. <laughs> no, what what is it? What do you think it looks like? I mean, and what is the process once God has revealed to us our fears? How do we then walk towards trust? Mm. What are just what are some practical things that we can do to shift from a, a fear posture to a trust posture? Um, the first is this is the biggest is you got to take a first step. You got to take a first step. Now that's going to look differently depending on where the fear is. But the problem, the danger of this dangerous prayer is that we're revealed these things. He reveals fears, and we're like, okay, that's nice. We don't do anything about it. You have to take that first step. And I can't, I can't give a very specific thing, whatever it is, but you have to take every journey that when Jesus called someone to follow them, when God was calling Abraham and everyone else to do something that sounded ridiculous or whatever, they all had to take a first step. Abraham, you're going to call me. Where am I going? I just, I'm going to take you to this place. All right, just go. Like, I'm, I'm going to trust. He had to take a step. Every single one of us has a step to take. It's always going to look different. I'm giving you a gray answer here, and I know you hate gray answers for podcasts, <laughs> but it, it can look so different in everyone's life. The point is that I'm trying to make, take a step. Take a step. And I, It I, may I, be I, for parenting, dial something back. You realize God's saying, hey, your kids are an idol. You're so fearful of parenting. You need to dial it back a little bit, and trust me, it may say, Okay, I'm going to, if you will, I'm going to let that leash off a little bit more. And I don't know what that looks like, but. Yeah, and I also think, you know, this is why it pairs well, again, with speak to me. Because I don't, I don't think God is going to reveal our fears and then just be like, hey, go figure it out, whatever. I mean, last week when we talked about speak to me, you know, there, you know, through his word, through godly counsel, through, you know, these different things. Mm-hmm. So as you, as you get a better understanding of maybe some of the fears in your life, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's when now you also say, hey, Lord, what, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I, I like to think in pretty practical terms. So, uh, you know, I'll bounce back to the COVID and the hoarding. You know, maybe maybe somebody has a fear, and so every time they go out, they're buying, like, 20 extra cans of beans. You know, <laughs> it's like, maybe stop doing that. 
I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, but that's a step, it, right? I'm saying sometimes, you know, sometimes it's super practical. Sometimes right. it's it's going to be less uh, concrete, yeah, uh, in, in what it looks like, yeah. But well, I, I'll give an example in my life now. That I mean, the more that you talked, I can. I'm a processor, so I was processing things while you're talking. Um, what I realized in my in my life is there was a fear a fear of people pleasing. What it means is I was driven on. I, I, there can be a tendency in my own life to be a people pleaser. I, I do. I want everyone to come in who calls Radiant Life home, like to love this place. I, don't get me wrong. If, if you look, you're going to find things that are wrong, right? I mean, people are really good at pointing those things out sometimes. Um, but it, it, I want everyone. So there was a point that I was, I, what I was, I guess I was fearful that people wouldn't like me, so to speak. But what God told me in the mid, middle of that, what I realized is, is I'm not going to be a people pleaser anymore. The only person I need to please is my heavenly father. So part of that step is Sunday morning, one of my first steps I say, if anyone says, what a beautiful service, that was powerful, what an awesome message, the worship was great, my very first thing, bless God. But that was the step that I had to take. So all, everything that I had, all honor and glory immediately goes to God. And so I was, because normally the response would just be, hey man, thanks. But that comes straight as the pride and the filling me up and the people pleasing part. So I always give God credit first and that was my step. That was a step in that fear of the people pleasing is God, you're getting the credit and glory first. I'll say, bless God, then thank you type thing. But yeah, that was a step. It was a small step. It wasn't big. It's just I needed to give God praise first before I say thank you. Okay. So your next prayer, and actually, so like, I mean, it was, it was a little loaded when I, when I started this conversation because I actually think there's a, there's a pretty logical flow <laughs> uh, in this. Mm. But so, so your next one is, is uncover my sins. Why I say I think there's a logical flow is uh, if we don't trust God, like if we haven't developed trust with God, when we now pray uncover my sin, I don't, I don't know that we would handle that well. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because we, you know, a lot of times we, those are things that we keep, you know, again, ignorance is bliss or... Uh, we we so live into no you know I don't want to give it, I don't want to give it, okay so uncover my sin uncover my sin <laughs> here I, I don't want to turn this into a monologue um, unpack that a little bit uncover my sin why why do we need our sins uncovered because human nature we're like Adam and Eve hide up cover shame guilt let's cover up our sin and so the problem with uncovering our sin is is um, keeps getting covered up and we don't deal with it. And you go to the book of James, the half brother of Jesus and understand you go to God for for forgiveness and you go to people for healing. I mean, read the book of James. He talks about it. And so the idea is, Hey, reveal things. Cause there are sometimes we're just blatantly unaware that this is sin in our life, right? There's intentional sin that we do, but I think there's an unconscious sin that I don't realize I'm doing, but it's sin. It's there. I'm literally, I, there's a difference between I know I'm lying in this moment versus I knew like, wow, I was doing that in life, which is sin, but I wasn't consciously like fully aware of like, wow, that's what I was really doing. That was full sin and, and I didn't know it. And so there are those sins in our life that God just needs to reveal. Hey, uncover this thing. Hey, look, this is ugly. This doesn't look like my son, Jesus. You need, let's deal with this. Let's work on it type thing. So it goes against everything who we are too, because again, we cover, we see it in the garden in Genesis um, with Adam and Eve, Co- let's cover up the sin, let's, and we live in a culture that 
um, in today's society, in today's day and age, where people thrive on the mistakes you've made. And they thrive on it because now they've labeled you as that's who you are. And I don't want you to know who I am. I may struggle with this addiction or gossiping or the way I use my finances or the way that um, my marriage is. I want you to get a great picture of who I am because I'm supposed to be following Jesus. And there's just things that God's like, these are bad. This is sin. This is breaking my heart. This is so displeasing to me. I just need to chisel this thing out of your life right now. And you're not even aware of it. Which, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've been working through Leviticus. I mean, they've got a couple of chapters in there where it talks all about, hey, if you, if you sin unintentionally, you know, we, and we'd like to think, you know, I would like to think, you know, well, like, like if I didn't know, if I didn't know, like I get a free pass on that one, right? You know, again, ign- ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, would, it, was, it was always a, when you become aware of your sin, mm-hmm. here's what you have to do to make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is that, you know, when we... When we become aware, there is a responsibility there now. There is a weight to it to now go and make it right. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have to go, like, kill any goats or pigeons uh, to make it right anymore. But no. Thank you, <laughs> However, Jesus, for what you did on the that's cross. Right. So, yeah. so now if you kill a goat or a pigeon, just do it to eat it. Like, put it in a stew or whatever. There you go. There you go. But uh, <laughs> You have it. <laughs> so... Uncover sin. I mean, we talked a little bit about kind of the like the unaware, you know, the things that you're unaware of, and that's that's revealed. But then also the things that you do know that you're doing, because I think one of the other challenging things with this is, um, and I think you know, growing up in church, I think there's been a shift, and this is getting better. But you know, for a while it seems like you know within church world, you always had a at least look like you've got all your crap together. We, we called it, you wore your Sunday best. I mean, yeah. we, we had church clothes, mm-hmm. right? Sunday best. You can't act like you have it all together. Yeah, we had this, like, which is great. Like, we are, especially in our own tribe and denomination as Wesley, like, we are all about the holiness movement and holy living, and we ought to be that, um, but the backside of is if I'm not, I got to pretend like I got it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there too, there, there could be an aspect of uncovering that. Not that you now parade your sins in front of everybody, but right. there's a, there's a, a more uh, real, transparent nature to the way you interact with others. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't sit there and like. Scream at your kids on the drive into church, and then you walk through the. Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Days yeah. go. I'm doing great. You know, family's wonderful. Oh, yeah, we're all smiling. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, one of the pursuits here at Radiant Life is that we're real and authentic and transparent. Like, just come, dude. If you're having a bad morning, just let me. Know. I would love to sit here in the in our beautiful lobby and just pray for you. Like, I know life is tough, right? We're but we as a body of believers, we're in this together. Um, and so, hey, come with your hurts. Come in and say, my marriage is horrible right now. I'm sick of faking it. Great, let's get some help here. I, I understand. I'm not judging you at any, because here's, here's the thing. I know we're afraid, and we're getting off topic a little bit, but we'll wrap it up here in a moment. Um, we're afraid of people judging us, right? I mean, that's what it is. We're afraid of judgment from people. And so, I'm, 
Judge, the problem with, with that fear of, ju- of people judging me and who I am is that we'll never get the healing we need because we won't open up to other believers and sit there and say, I would rather you come and I will not judge you because I know there's an enemy of your soul out there to destroy your marriage, to destroy who you are as you are taking steps to follow Jesus and live out God's purpose for your life. So I, we, we want to create an atmosphere and environment here at this church that will walk away saying, come with all your hurts and mistakes. Because God, that's the way God receives us. He doesn't clean, we don't get clean first, then go to God. We go with him and to him with all of our mistakes and all of our baggage. And then he cleans us up over time. And it's the same thing. That's how I want to deal with people the way our heavenly father deals with us, with grace and truth and love. Come with your hurts. You don't have to hide it because I know there's an enemy of your soul that wants to destroy who you are. And it's not necessarily like, I don't think you're a bad person. I just know the devil's tempting you right now. And we're just walking down the wrong path and I want to get you on the right path. Speak, so yeah, I'm getting fiery now well, because well, so I just about don't the path. like. Yeah, right. So on the path because that last that last part you you brought that right around perfectly. Tell us like we look at that we as we're wrapping this up. Yeah, right. uh, the last the last prayer was lead me to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So just give us like a, just as we close out, give us a real quick again practically speaking. What does it look like to pray lead me to Jesus, and then what might that look like yeah. in real life? Yeah, um, yeah. The the prayer ends lead me to the the um, the way everlasting. Um, we just wish we know the way is Jesus. It's just lead me to Jesus. It's God, once you've shown me all these things, once I've given you permission to search me, um, knowing my heart is deceitful, once you, I've given, once you're able to do that and then you move into the, um, the reveal my fears of understanding where, where are my fears and anxiety, once you understand there's the uncovering of sins, now it's sitting there going, okay, I have it all. Chisel it out so I can live like you. Jesus, our greatest calling in this world, uh, one of the greatest callings in this world, is to live like Jesus. That's what we're called. We are to be disciples, followers of him, and we ought to look like him in our own lives, to our families, to our friends, to our coworkers, to our neighbors, to this world that we live in. We are to look like Jesus. So once I say all these things, now lead me to him. Help me be conformed into the image of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Right, because in a sense, that's the action step. Yeah. Right, we've, we've had our fears revealed, our sins have been uncovered. Now to, to walk in the way of Jesus is to leave those things behind. Yep. So, yeah. It's awesome. I can roll. All right, well, hey, this has been episode 29 of Reading Reflections. Thanks for hanging out with us again. We would love it if you would like, share, review, rate, all of those good things. Why? This just helps uh, the things that we're doing here with the Radiant Reflections, reach a broader audience. Uh, if you watch the YouTube videos of this, go ahead and share that link right on your social media. Let your friends know the kind of things that you're doing to grow in your relationship with God. And then hopefully we'll have some overflow as they're able to grapple with these things as well. Maybe there's somebody that needs to dig in and really be praying, Lord, search my heart. So like, share, review, rate, subscribe. All that good stuff. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. 
Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.